This is episode 93 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Welcome to Coaching for Pastors, my friend. Today is day one of six with my good friend and mentor and coach, Dave Bush. Dave is going to join us again. Don't be fooled by his calm demeanor. This guy's river runs really, really deep. Again, today is day one of six days. Dave will be with us all week this week, Monday through Saturday. We're talking through his book, Live an Extraordinary Life. And on Saturday, we're going to offer you the opportunity to be a part of the very first Coaching for Pastors cohort group as we work together to live an extraordinary life, something that's extraordinary. I mean, what are the alternatives? An ordinary life? So there you go. Here's part one of this week's conversations with Dave Bush. Dave Bush, welcome back to the podcast. And we're going to talk about your book, Live an Extraordinary Life. And we're going to talk about commitment number one today, Live Your Calling. So Dave, talk to us about talk to us about the book for a minute. When you decided to write it, why you decided to write it, and what you hope this book will accomplish. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me on again and uh, excited to share some ideas on living your calling and what that means to me and what, I, what I've learned in that process and helping other people to live their calling. I started writing the book back in 2004, oh, wow. just on some, some basic concepts um, around the things that were things that I had learned in the first half of my life, you know, from different speakers and, you know, trainings and videos and workshops and things that I had applied to my life. And I was looking for commonalities. I was looking for um, simplicity because I had read so many books and attended so many workshops. And I thought, you know, if I could just simplify it and I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to simplify it so that I could give it to people in a way that they could remember it and that I could give it to my kids or the next generation and say, you know, if you do these six things, if you could just follow these six commitments, you would live an extraordinary life. Because I wanted my kids to live an extraordinary life. I wanted to live an extraordinary life. And, you know, when I use the word, the words extraordinary life, I'm, the definition of extraordinary is to go above and beyond what's usual, regular, and customary. Uh, exceptional to a very marked extent is a second definition in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. But the way I define an extraordinary life was a, a life that was well-lived, uh, a life that was uh, significant, something that you could look back to and you could say, I lived an extraordinary life. It's not opulent wealth or power or privilege. It's really, um, I went above and beyond what was usual, regular, and customary my entire life. I just continued to challenge complacency. I challenged comfort zones. doesn't mean that I didn't get into one. It's just that I challenged it and I moved beyond it or I tried to move beyond it. And so that's the, uh, I think that's the running the race to win the prize. I think that that's really what Paul was talking about is that, you know, when you live your life in such a way where it matters and that you are honoring Christ in all that you do, um, that to me was where I really wanted to live my life and, and be in a state of significance more than I was in success. And I wanted to be able to share that concept with others. So that was the initial thought. Um, and I wrote the book, the first draft of the book without any of my stories in it. I just wrote it as the commitments. Hmm. It had a certain impact on people. I didn't publish it. It was an ebook the first time I initially uh, wrote the manuscript. And, uh, and I felt like there was too many other books and resources. I just wanted to kind of give people kind of a manifesto. I didn't want to really get into the details about my life and my pain and my problems and my struggles. 
And uh, many people, you know, tried to teach me otherwise and coach me to, you know, actually write a book about things that I thought and add my thoughts and my stories to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so 20 years later, uh, I practically 20 years later, I, I made the decision where I was going to finalize it. And so I wrote the book. It's a, it's a short book. It's only about 120 pages. And then I wrote uh, or created a planner that goes with it. It's a 90 day uh, planner where um, it's also a life planner. It kind of helps you to take some of the questions at the end of each commitment and it helps you to gain clarity on what your extraordinary life could look like. And it helps you to design out what an extraordinary life plan would look like. And then it gives you a 90 day plan to get off and running with it. So uh, that's a little background behind it. But uh, yeah, the, the simplicity of it, there's an acronym uh, leader, L-E-A-D-E-R, uh, which stands for each individual uh, commitment. So the first one is live your calling. And, and I, I truly believe, Jeff, I don't know about you and what your perspective is. I think that most people with the faith common to us would say that a calling is, you know, kind of a divine factor, that there is some sort of a calling to a person's life. The way that I posed it in the book is that it doesn't have to be a divine calling. I think that there's people in our life that can call us to do something extraordinary. Um, they know our talents, they know our gifting, and I think that God could use them as a messenger to call us to do something extraordinary. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a spiritual calling. It can just be maybe a family member or friend that called you to do something that was outside of ordinary that said, you know what, Jeff, you'd be an amazing pastor. Or Jeff, you know what you could do? I believe that you could climb, you know, Mount Everest, or, or I believe that you could uh, write a book, you know, or whatever that, whatever their calling is. I think that there was a place where people were at some point, have something in their life that they're feeling called to be, to do, or to have. And and I, I feel like an extraordinary life is somebody that's in pursuit of that. And, and I use the example of, you know, um, the dash, you know, right? Our dash is so stinking small. When, when we get it on our gravestone, we have this small little dash. And inside of that dash is our extraordinary life or our ordinary or our failing life. There's really only three different options. And so what defines your extraordinary life in that dash? What is the calling that if you didn't answer the call, you would feel a sense of regret. You'd feel a sense of disappointment or discouragement. And I think that's different for each and each and every one of us to answer that question. I don't know, Jeff, if you've had a chance to spend some time with your own calling, but um, beyond being a pastor, what do you feel like your calling is? Well, Dave, at this point in my life, uh, you know, as I was going through your book uh, the second time and writing some stuff down, uh, because I had looked at the digital version a while ago, I wrote down helping pastors to become as healthy as they can become in every aspect of their life so that they can produce healthy churches because lost people in so many communities need a healthy church. And healthy churches will not happen if pastors are not healthy. That's what I see. But as you were talking, though, it occurred to me that God ha has blessed us with freedom. We, we have freedom to think thoughts. We have the freedom to create. We have the freedom to experiment. We have the freedom to go for it or to just sit on the couch. Um, he's given us you know, an imagination and a mind. He's given us a, uh, a need to be around others. 
And so when we talk about calling, as pastors, we often teach that the will of God isn't necessarily just this one thing that you better hope your dart hits the center of the bullseye or your life will be wasted. You know, God's will can be accomplished in all kinds of different optional things that you might do. I think the same with calling. We don't really know until we start trying things. But what you're saying is to go above and beyond what is usual, customary, and ordinary. And when we do that, that's when we find out that, oh, we can, we're good at this. That I didn't know I was good at podcasting. I had no idea. I didn't grow up thinking, oh, I want to be a podcaster, right? I didn't even know what one was. But you just start doing it. And well, what I'm really doing is I'm encouraging. I'm enc- I want to encourage mm-hmm. people. So when you say live your calling, pastors could look at that and say, oh, my calling. But you don't mean that calling. You mean the calling mm-hmm. to live a significant life, whatever it is that you do, right? Yeah. You know, there's a great book out there by Bob Buford called Halftime. It was written about 25 years ago. And I read it just recently, and I was amazed of how many commonalities were in that book. And you know, he really challenges people that are in halftime of life to think about what they want to be remembered for, what they want to leverage in terms of their strengths and their talents. And and he thinks he talks about, you know, his mission in life or his calling at halftime was, is that he wanted to be the um, hundredfold uh, in the parable, the seed and the sower. He wanted his life to have a hundred times impact. That's what, that's what he felt called to do. And so he shifted from his vocational pursuits and pursuing developing his cable television station network to beginning to develop um, other leaders and helping leaders to follow their calling and to leverage their strengths and their talents and their gifts and qualities and to really challenge them to have more significance than they had success. And now, 25 years later, Bob Buford is you know, known as one of the greatest people in regards to uh, helping executives to move to a life of significance beyond success. And there's been you know hundreds of millions of dollars that have been redirected to um, nonprofits hmm. or for-profit companies that served a great purpose. And so, you know, I, I would just challenge those that are listening today is to answer the question. You know, what are your strengths? What are your talents? What are your qualities? I know that John Maxwell once said that, you know, he feels called to uh, lead, create, network, and communicate. That's his calling. That's the things. And if anything that comes along his way doesn't fit into that filter, he's not choosing to pursue that because he's living his calling. And his calling is to lead people, to create content, network with people and to communicate in the form of podcast and presentations or lectures and, and things of that nature. And so it just really helps us to stop drifting or stop being parked in a comfort cave and start focusing in on what is that next peak? And Dr. Robert Schuler said, you know, uh, every time you get to a new peak, P-E-A-K, you get a peak, P-E-E-K, at the next peak, P-E-A-K. <laughs> and so um, I love that concept is that, you know, if you are pursuing another peak and then you get to that new peak, like clarifying your calling is a new peak. Once you know your calling and you're specific about what you'd like to be or what you'd like to do and what you'd like to have, whether it's, you know, growing to another church campus or expanding your church or maybe coming to the decision where it's time to leave 
your current church. And it's time to move on. There's a necessary ending that needs to take place because there's something else that's calling you. um, And you're maybe not even sure what it is, but you're going to go figure it out. And we'll talk a little bit about that and the second commitment of um, engaging in your dreams and really understanding what um, you're feeling called to do and to have. And we're going to do that tomorrow. So thanks for listening to the Coaching for Pastors podcast.